means we're live. Now I can press that. This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Zan, how are you? I'm great, Michael. How are you? <laughs> very good. Very good, mate. Um, so far, so good. We're going to YouTube live uh, to the Aussie Tech Heads site yep. as well as Facebook tonight. Wow, awesome. So yeah, we're live so on YouTube we're as well, are we? Yep. Fantastic. So we've got stuff there for people. I'm just getting around. The, that's why I'm moving around and looking at stuff on the screen. There's comments yep. there. I'm always uh, moving around and looking at the stuff as well because I'm Open. always talking oh. to guests <clears throat> that uh, are watching us live. Yeah. 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 That's great. I'm just sharing uh, this so everyone knows we're live. Yeah. So our Aussie Apple ramblings this week. I should be able to go. I did this. I did this. I go back to here. Then I press this. There we go. So our Aussie Apple ramblings this week start with the iPhone 12 stuff. If you think testing has iPhone 12 ceramic shield significantly tougher than the iPhone 11's glass screen and seems to surface scratch less, spotted by Mac rumours, the video sees an iPhone 12 being put through some tests involving a force meter. As the test showed... The iPhone 11 was able to withstand 352 newtons of force before it cracked. The iPhone 12 was tested at 442 newtons of force before showing any signs of damage. Battery tests have the iPhone 12 Pro falling behind the iPhone 11 Pro. Uh, The Pro got 11 Pro was 7 hours 36 minutes, and the 12 got six hours and 41 minutes and the pro got six hours, 35 minutes and the 11 got five hours and eight minutes. Now, (coughs) part of that can be the batteries do get a little bit better after they've been charged and, you know, put through a couple of cycles that will definitely help, definitely help the time. So that may not be a perfectly accurate uh, summary. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they do get better with, yes, they go off in age, but just right at the beginning, because they've been sitting around doing nothing for a little while, they do enjoy a little bit of cycling. So, Yeah, that's now, true. Uh, also, uh, people have been receiving the cases to suit the new phones, um, but they haven't got any holes for the speaker. So if you're planning to buy a protective case for an iPhone 12, beware some model cases are defective. So alongside the iPhone 12, Apple has introduced a lot of new protective cases, but it seems they have neglected quality control a bit. <laughs> Pardon me. 
According to Mac Rumors, several users have received a case without a hole for the speaker, which will, of course, have a negative effect on sound quality. One of the affected users who shares his experience on Reddit contacted Apple and received the incorrect message that there were that there should no be holes in the case. And this is a turn made people joke that the model with holes costs extra or that Apple has scrapped holes to save the environment. So, mm. yes, this. Oh. Uh, I, I see messages yeah. like this all the time. You yeah. know, they're, they're talking about, I'm just going to move my camera a little bit for one moment. There we go, that's better. <laughs> so I get messages like this, um, uh, like see posts and stuff like this all the time about uh, how they scrapped the um, headphone jack. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, for a brilliant pair of Bluetooth headphones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, no, I don't have a headphone jack here, but I've got a really nice pair of Bluetooth headphones yeah. that work yeah. amazingly, uh, not <laughs> only as headphones, but, like, when I don't have these things on because I can't find my AirPods anywhere because I, I leave them everywhere and they vanish for days <laughs> at a time. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, they're amazing. I use them not only for music, I, listen, I use them for you know, broadcasting. Um, I use them as a Bluetooth headset when I'm, you know, if I'm driving, I don't have, I can leave one in. And when somebody rings, I can answer and be like, hello. <laughs> and yep. yeah, you know, like they, these are all brilliant things, but that's, but then people complain, oh, I don't have a head jack. And they, you do have a head jack because you own a different phone. You're whinging about an Apple phone that you know nothing about and you're just, you know, jumping on a bandwagon because you've seen it written somewhere. Yeah, and they don't have uh, headphones. The, other, yeah. the others don't have headphones now either. Yeah. Like the top-end ones. Yeah, that's so. right. <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, again with this, you know, uh, it was my little brother posted the other day something about an iPhone. Oh, what was it? For saving money, they've done something or other. I can't remember what the exact line was. Yeah. Uh, but they were like, you know, they're saving money. You know, he's carrying on. I'm like, yeah, did they also mention that they're using a certain percentage of recycled products? Uh, you know, they're donating money to help clean the plastics out of the ocean. You know, they're doing all these sorts of different things and they actually yeah. are making a difference, you know, or trying to reduce their carbon footprint. But you're not yes. mentioning that at all. You're just mentioning that they're doing this. When you, I don't understand why they're doing it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, thanks, bro. <laughs> and, <laughs> and look, he he had an iPhone uh, 5, I think yeah. it was. Um, and oh, what was his complaint about it? Oh, I can't remember the complaint about it. Something about the battery. And I know some of the 5Cs had battery issues. We had a 5C that we replaced the battery in because it had swollen. Yeah. Um, uh, cracked the screen, uh, battery swell. Um, and I know that some of them did that, but so did some of the other phones. You know, I'm not going to name names, you know, or, or brands that also this happened to because yes. I don't have to. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's just that because we have, like, you know, we're talking about a superior product, people like to, you know, poke holes in this this sort of stuff. But, yeah, in reality, they have nothing. That's right. They never, <laughs> st 
they never said don't bring an Apple phone on an aeroplane. That's right. They might have said turn them off for a little while, yeah. but they never said you can't bring one on an aeroplane. That's correct. <laughs> and you do, you do have to turn them off for a little while, but you can turn them back on and put them on aeroplane mode once you're in the air. <laughs> so, yeah. What about the next story? That's you? Yeah, that is me. Uh, so Westpac brings Afterpay on first digital bank as bank as a service. Uh, platform partner, uh, was it? ZDNet reported Afterpay has been named as Westpac's first partner on its new digital bank as a service platform. Under the partnership, Afterpay will provide Westpac transactions. And hang on a minute, am I missing a little bit there? No, 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 that's right. Yep, sorry. Um, transactions and saving accounts and other cash flow management tools to its 3.3 million Australian customers in Q2. Pardon me. So it's the second quarter of 2021. Yep. Uh, the platform allows us to combine our banking experience with the innovation of our partners to support new customer experience. We look forward to working with Afterpay to deliver new products and services, Westpac CEO Peter King said. Westpac announced its investment in the digital banking platform during its full year results last November. Then CEO Brian Hartzia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hartzia. Yeah, Hartzia, yeah. Hartzia, yeah. Told the new platform would uh complement Westpac's existing banking business. This will initially operate uh, a bank as a service model and we intend to bring new digital products and services to market through fintech and institutionalized partners, he said. This will allow Westpac to reach a new group of customers as well as create value for our partners by enhancing the service offering to their own customers. Announcements will couple with a majority minority equity investment in 10 times future technologies. A UK-based uh, yeah, a UK-based cloud banking tech provider whose cloud technology now underpins Westpac's digital banking platform for more. See our notes. Look, look at this the is, channel. Yep. That's right. This is pretty cool. Like I like Afterpay. I think they're what they what they do is pretty cool. Yeah. Um I've been known to use Afterpay after I got shown how to use it. Um because <laughs> I, I, I was always, you know, a little bit curious about it, but I thought I don't need it. <laughs> and then um I was like, oh I could probably use it. You know, and then I thought again, I'm nah. And then I went into uh, Foot Locker, yeah, and seen a pair of uh, Nike MX nineties, and I wanted them really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've wanted a pair of these probably since I was about fourteen or fifteen. Uh, I have really big feet, so I find it hard to find the sports sneakers or the, the cool kids and and all that war and. Uh, even to this day, I found it hard to find, you know, the sort of sneaker that I liked that fits well. Yeah. Just turns out that they had one pair in the colour I wanted. It was the only colour they had. 
in my size that were comfortable. I'm like, oh, I'm going to use Afterpay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. I Afterpay them, bought them, love them, wear them every day. There you go. Yeah, and so I think Afterpay is it's a great way to sort of, you know, use, you know, credit cards have sort of become older technology now. Yeah. And yep. so, you know, you've you got Afterpay and you've got Zip and, and so on. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're, they're, they're great technology. And for Westpac to to see that this is the way we're moving forward is it, smart on their behalf. So, yeah, yeah as well a, done. like banking as a service as opposed yeah. to just give me your money and we'll give you, you know, you put 10 grand in the bank and we'll give you 20 cents a month interest. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah, the next story is uh, Launch Setter Pro. <laughs> pardon me. <coughs> Launch Setter Pro now lets you change iOS app icons without using shortcuts. So the internet sort of exploded over the last couple of weeks with people creating their own, totally their own desktops and their own app icons and that sort of thing. But you had to use shortcuts to do it. So, you know, if you want to open your own calendar app, you'd have to press the fancy icon. The shortcut screen would come up, then it, then the calendar screen would come up, and it'd take a little bit longer. Yeah. But yeah, so now with um, Launch Setter Pro, we don't have to do that. And. So 9 to 5 Mac reports, since the public release of iOS 14, users have been discovering new ways to customise their home screens with widgets and custom icons. While the most popular method requires using Apple shortcuts to change icons, which adds extra step to the process of opening uh, opening apps, Launch Center Pro now lets you change iOS app icons without the shortcuts. Launch Center Pro is a popular iOS app, that offers multiple options for creating home screen shortcuts to tasks like calls, messages, and more. It's work. It works just like Apple Shortcut app. However, its latest update brings a new feature that makes it extremely easy to change the appearance appearance of the iOS home screen, all without needing the Shortcuts app. So it just takes that little step out of every time you want to open an app, um, which yeah, is great. Yeah, it's awesome. And. Yeah, it's got um, it, it's really like TikTok really blew up with people showing and showing and showing more and more and more different home screens. So yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's really cool. So, <laughs> yeah, gaming. Yeah, what do you got? So I wanted to talk a little bit more about what's coming. Yeah. Um, so we're expecting some releases around the thirtieth of October. Uh, in arcade uh, and some of the new games just caught my eye and I thought well I could talk about something I've played that's been out for a little while or I could have a look that's a really bad shot see my fish tank my iron my ironing board some biscuits um. <laughs> all right I'll get back to that one for you there you <laughs> go <laughs> anyway we're doing this from home people it's fine um <laughs> So the first one I'm going to talk about is South of the Circle. Yeah. That looked really cool. Looked really yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely stunning art. 
Um, I, I like the the gameplay of it, uh, watching the video and stuff like that. It sort of reminds me of what we were trying to do with uh, games a few years back when Grand Theft Auto first sort of come on the scene. Yep. And they're trying to give you that look of um, realistic movement and, and stuff like that. And so it really caught my eye. I think it's really pretty. Um, and that so it's um, sorry. I'm just um, so this is what is it, the BAFTA winning uh, Lumino City and BAFTA nominated uh, Camera Two Apple Design Award winner Inks. So these guys who made this have won a couple of awards. They've been nominated for a few, and now they're. Uh, releasing on the 30th of October south of the circle which is based in the um, in Antarctica uh, in 1964 yep. uh, crashed aircraft uh, Cambridge academics I don't want to go too much into you know sort of oh, this one, hang on. including Glenn Lee from Bohemian Rhapsody so I haven't read a lot of the voice at play I just seen that then so <laughs> It's got some actually some really cool voices in it. I want people to go on to Arcade, have a look at the, their videos, give them a little bit of feedback on what you think. Uh, yeah, I think it looks great. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. Um, so, that one's yeah, that, certainly got me interested just, yeah. just from the graphics and stuff and understanding yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like to be lost then and, you know, sort of, yeah, it seems great. So that's south of the circle. Uh, the next one I wanted to look at is called Pathless. So again, uh, this one is being released. Uh, this one just says coming soon. Yeah. So we have I don't have a release date for Pathless. Oh, this is the one we were talking about. Uh, remember, we were saying. Um, they have games similar to Zelda and, and things like that. So this is a story of an archer. Uh, it's a mystic adventure. It's got that whole, you know, sort of magic and archery and, you know, that, that sort of uh, realm of, you know, legend. Yep. Uh, and, um, you know, it's fast moving from what, you can, what I can you know, see in the videos and things like that. And that seems really, really cool. Uh, again... Please go in, check these games out. If you see some that you like that you want me to have a look at that are coming soon, let me know. Um, I'll, I'll do a quick uh, watch and um, review them. Yeah. I really like this because it has a lot of sort of that, that Indian, uh, American Indian, I should uh, say, sort of feel to it with the totems and, and that sort yeah. of stuff. And um, and so I'm really interested in this one too. Um Last but definitely not least is um, where are we? Bam. There it is, Wonderbox. Again, it just says coming soon. I've hit notify me uh, yep. to tell me when these guys are coming out. This just seems phenomenally huge. <laughs> um, you can create so much of this and uh so you it's creating your own 
adventure basically yeah uh, from what I, from what i've read you know like you get to build and explore and and the worlds you come into become your own um so that is definitely uh you know loving uh those sort of what was it, the um minecraft and and those platforms uh, this seems sort of a similar take on you know, building and creating your own sort of thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that with my boys because I know they will love this. They love the build and things like that. And this, this is also looks a lot younger than the, mm-hmm. the first two games mm-hmm. I mentioned. Uh, the first game um, seems like, you know, sort of a serious gamer sort of, you know, role play, get right into it, the strategy, the whole, you know, solving a, a way around a, a hard, you know, situation. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Pathless seems, you know, more, you know, again, that Zelda sort of feel around, so it's a bit of a younger game, still very fun, you know, still, you know, young at heart like us, Michael, uh, <laughs> would still enjoy it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, with Wonderbox, again, Young at heart, you know, I, I still love gaming, and this seems like something that I could still play with my boys and yep. they'd enjoy it as much as I would. Uh, so, yeah, and again, please, please go into your arcade subscription and check out what's coming. Let me know what you think. Uh, leave me notes, emails, all that sort of stuff, and I will get back to you, obviously. And Look over what you're interested in. Excellent. So they're, my, yep. they're my three picks for this week. From Good. I'm looking forward to it. Too. Yeah. Uh, number two, restoring your iPhone 12 from iCloud, um, from an iCloud backup will break Fortnite. That's all I've got to say about that. So, <laughs> please... Restore your iPhone 2 from iCloud backup so that so it breaks Fortnite. Um, no, I'm joking. Oh, it's a lovely game. Um, thanks to I, iMore, uh, what you need to know, Apple's new iPhone 12 is here and plenty of you will be uh, setting up a, a new phone using iCloud backup. If you have Fortnite installed on your old device, however, you won't be able to reinstall it. That's right. This is because Fortnite remains banned from the App Store, so your phone is unable to download it. Yeah, just comes up with an error. Yep, full story of the notes. If you want to play Fortnite, (laughs) do it somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Yep. uh, I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to leave it alone. No, that's right. So I'm going to give this one the full screen that it deserves. Absolutely. So in, in, in entertainment this week, Snoopy, Charlie Brown and friends land an Apple TV Plus in expanded partnership with Wild Brain for new original shows and specials. Apple TV Plus has teamed up with Wild Brain along with Peanuts Worldwide and Lee Mendelssohn Film Productions to become the home of all things Peanuts, bringing together new original series and specials along with iconic beloved specials to fans around the world all in one place. 
New animated Peanuts originals coming to Apple TV include a second season of Daytime Emmy nominated Snoopy in Space and a slate of brand new specials that will find Peanuts gang making Mother's Day, Earth Day, New Year's Eve and going back to school and all to be produced by Wild Brains Animation Studio. The new series and specials join the previously announced The Snoopy Show, a brand-new Peanuts 70th anniversary documentary film from Imagine Documentaries and Wild Brain and the daytime Emmy Award-winning Peanuts in Space Secrets of Apollo 10. The original programs and new absolutely and new specials will also soon stream globally alongside iconic peanuts specials including a charlie brown christmas a charlie brown thanksgiving and it's the great pumpkin charlie brown the halloween special will begin streaming globally on or has begun streaming globally because it was october 19th that's right and will be available for free from <laughs> Pardon me, October 30 to November November 1 as a special treat on Apple TV Plus. So even if you haven't got the subscription, you can go in there and watch uh it's it's um sorry, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, which I and my wife watched last night. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Yep. It was great. Yeah, so um, and it'll be available free. F- uh, uh, so I've just got a message through. Yeah. And it says, Levi says hi. Yeah. Hi, Levi. <laughs> hi, Levi. How are you, you doing, little buddy? <laughs> hi, Mason. Hi, Hunter. Yes. Thanks for hi, watching. Did. Thank you. The peanut... The Peanuts gang will also deck the halls with the premiere of Charlie Brown Christmas, streaming exclusively on Apple TV Plus on December 4. The holiday special will be available to enjoy for free from December 11th until December 13th, which is only a couple of days, but you can still get to watch it. Yes. And if you miss that, you can watch it without an Apple TV Plus subscription. So, yeah, fantastic. I love peanuts. Yes. So what? tell me about A Long Way Up. What do you think so far? Oh, look, I've watched every episode so far, A Long Way Up. Yeah. And it's been grueling. Yes. Uh, um, just with charging and everything like that. If anyone, you don't know what A Long Way Up is, it's Ewan McGregor and Harry. Um, no, Charlie. Charlie, sorry, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, Charlie. You and Charlie. Yeah, yeah you and Charlie. <laughs> and they're riding from South America all the way up into North America on electric Harley Davidsons. Yep. Uh, Harley Davidson, they weren't the first choice of bike. Harley Davidson came to them in the last hours of planning this and said, you know, how about if we do this? So they held off. You know, build a few bikes. They hardly built some bikes for them. They seem to be amazing, to be honest. I'm really, really impressed with the uh, yep. the life of the battery in the Harley, the way they ride. Hi, Hunter. Sorry, <laughs> mate. I did say hello, champ. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? We love you all. That's right. Hi, Mason. Just to make sure. And That's again, right. Hello, Levi. <laughs> 
And um, sorry, everybody, they're my children and they say hello. Uh, in Facebook. <laughs> yeah, in Facebook <laughs> and so on. Um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, the, the electric the, bikes were having a challenge in the really, really cold weather. They were, that's right. Getting the distance uh, and the yeah. yeah, yeah, and so they weren't getting – they were still getting a fair amount of distance considering the first place they looked at, we only had like a 70-mile radius. Yeah, yeah. And um, Kelly and I were talking about that while we are watching it, and I'm like – and she's like, why would they only have that much of a radius? I'm like, because they're toys. You know, <laughs> like they're not – they're not meant for these long hauls. You know, yeah, sure, if you're living in, you know, Surrey Hills and you're working in Waverley – yeah. Perfect, you know, like perfect. Yeah. perfect, but not for what they wanted. But the Harley Davidson came through and well, they're getting 180 miles. Yeah, I think 165 is the most they've got so far, I think. So far, yeah. 165 miles. Yeah, there we go, which is excellent range, um, yeah. for a, an electric bike, for a, a bike <laughs> in general. Like, you know, like it's not very getting, far, it's not, uh, very no, far. No, it's not, but a tank of fuel and a bike, you know, sort of get you. You know, 250, yeah, you know, 300k. You know, like so, it's not bad uh, considering this is new technology. You know, yeah. Um, I'm, look, I'm all for electric bikes, cars, that sort of stuff. I think they're amazing. They are the way of the future. Um, and so I, I'm a little bit biased, but on that same that note, I do love my <laughs> petrol cars, and I am a car head. But I think this is just really cool. Anyway, onto that. Yes, it's fantastic. Um, so I noticed, Michael, um, when they were filming, uh, they, they had uh, cameras on their helmets, cameras on their bikes, and they had little handheld cameras. Yep. Now, they've always had handheld cameras through the shows. There's three of them. Yep. Uh, long way down, long way round, round and long way up. Yeah. And um, But this time, their cameras are so much more cool. They're yeah. just a little yeah. stick with a tiny little camera on the top of it. And then yeah, you can see they're holding them, waving them around and you know, doing all this sort of stuff. And the the, the quality, because it's all 4K. You yeah, know, everything. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's just <laughs> phenomenal. And the first series, you know, and they're saying, and we're going to give them these little handy cams and there's a Sony camera this big. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> and they're going to yeah. use those to film everything. Like you know, VHS days, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, were, <laughs> they were. They were still tiny little tapes, I think. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. may have been just the first. No, wait. When was the nah. first? Yeah, it would have been for maybe the first of the digital. But um, I'm pretty sure they were tape. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is it, it was just, it's very funny. You and know, even the audio the, quality now is so much oh, better as phenomenal. well. Just from when they're riding on their bikes, because the bikes are electric, Yep, uh, and the communication between each other and the audio that it's giving back to the audience as well. Who we're watching it, it's yep. just phenomenal. Uh, you're watching the first ones where they're talking, even though they do have the, the mouthpiece in there, it still has to be um, the what do you call it subtitled. Yeah, because yeah. You, you, otherwise you wouldn't understand what they were saying. To where these bikes are so quiet and the technology has come so much further that yep. you, yeah, you just completely understand them. So. I think it's cool because we're on electric bikes. I also think it's cool where the technology was to where it is now. And I think everybody should check it out. It's on Apple TV Plus, long way up. Yep. Um, yeah, and the, yeah. We're, we're at the one where they're just um, 
the top of Chile, yeah. and they're and they've just started to get sick. Um, Ewan's oh, just got yeah. sick from the from the height, yeah. and one of the other guys has got sick again from the height. Yeah. Um, now you've got to think. So where they are now, Australia's highest mountain, Mount Kosciuszko, is two thousand two hundred. And where they are now in long way up is like 6,000. 6, you know, that's like yeah. three times the size of Mount Kosciuszko. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's and, and like they're, the they're, in, they're in the Andes. Like, yeah. like it's it's so high up there. And when they, they're walking uh, through Machu Picchu, yeah. you know, and they are, they stick both of them, you know, like, and Charlie more so, like, than Ewan as well, especially when they go through Machu Picchu. Uh, you know, Charlie is like oh, really feeling it walking up the hills because, oh, oh no, I shouldn't spoil that part. No, no, nah, nah. we'll just, yeah, yeah, we'll leave that. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave that. <laughs> we'll leave that. But yeah, it's um, amazing. I know. Charlie is amazing, by the way. Like, he, the far out, he, like, he's a one tough biker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, yeah. he, Ewan's lovely as well. Like, everywhere he goes, He's so overly polite and just so nice. Yep. Um, where they, you know, getting lunch from, you know, they come in and just want to charge their their bikes, and people are like, "Oh, yeah. come and have a look at this." Yeah, yeah. And he and he says like the people here are just so welcoming and so nice, you know. And, and everywhere they go, people are feeding them and clothing them, and yeah, you know, yeah. all that sort of stuff, and. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't yeah. we wish we were there? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I'd love to do a, a bike ride like that. Maybe not in the Andes, though, because I think I would definitely suffer from altitude sickness. <laughs> that, that poor camera guy. My yeah. Goodness. yeah, he got he, real cool. He, he, he looked like death. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we've also got now... Things that are here in the new uh, OSs. Yes. So, what about the long press back button? So, Macwell tells us if you, if you're six menus deep in an app and you want to go back to the top, you've got to tap the back button in the left hand again and again and again and again. But with iOS 14, yep. you can press and hold the standard upper left back button to get a breadcrumbs list of all the previous pages. Yep. Safari has long had this function on its back button in the lower left, and you can think of this as Apple applying the same interface convention throughout iOS. Yeah. Yeah. So we've also got um, – go for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. Headphone accommodations. Yes. Macworld <laughs> <laughs> again, if you open settings, accessibilities – audio, visual, you'll see a new setting up the top for your headphones, uh, headphone accommodation. This menu allows you to tweak the sound output on supported Apple and Beats headphones to bring out vocals more or make the sound brighter. A custom audio setup function will run a series of A-B tests to help you ha uh, hone uh, hone in on the right settings for you. This is really cool. 
So yeah. while this is intended to be an accessibility feature for those who are hard of hearing, it's going to really improve sound quality for millions of people. As you age, you lose sensitivity to high frequency sounds and those settings can help restore that when you listen to music, watch videos or take on the, or talk on the phone, take on the phone, talk on the phone. <laughs> Uh, again, if you want to know more, there's links in our show notes every week. This is really it's, cool. Like, I know it is similar like for the hearing impaired and, and set up for that way, but it also really does get you to hone in the music in the way you want it to sound. Um, so almost like an equalizer, I guess. Yeah. Back in the it, old days, you know. But it walks you through the set. You know, you put your earphones yeah. in. Yep. And it walks you through it to get it to the yep. best or the optimal for you. Yeah. And you could do yep. that every six months if your hearing's playing yep. up, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah. Minecraft will require a Microsoft account to play in 2021. The Verge reports owners of the classic versions will be forced to migrate. Minecraft players will have been able to play without a Microsoft account for the past six years that the company has owned the game, but that will change in 2021. The official Minecraft blog announced yesterday, players who own the original version, me, um, <laughs> of the game and do not switch to Microsoft account will be unable to play. I do have a Microsoft account, but still, I, I think this is a little slack. What about kids that are playing on, on the iPad, especially for the educational versions, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. The game has existed in two separately developed versions since 2011 launch on console. Previously, the original Minecraft Java edition used uh, Mahjong accounts, while Minecraft Bedrock edition, the name of the console and Windows Store version of the game, used Microsoft accounts. After this change, the accounts will be the same, but there's still no crossplay. Yeah. You still won't be able to play play with friends using other versions of the game. Anyway, yeah, it's just going kind to of one of the one of those challenges that's happening. Yeah. yeah. All right. So a look at how Apple is organised. Yes, this is interesting. Yeah, Apple University Dean and Vice President Joel Padaloni. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when Jobs arrived back to Apple, it had a confrontational structure for a company of its size. Is that right? Conven yeah. Yeah, yeah, conventional. Yeah. Conventional. Conventional. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopeless this. Uh, structure for a company of its size and scope. It was divided into business units each with its own profit and loss responsibilities. General managers ran the Macintosh Products Group, the Information Appliances Division, and the Server Production Division, among others. As often as is often the case with, oh, hello, um, decentralized business units, managers were inclined to fight with one another over transfer prices in particular. Fair enough. 
Yeah. Uh, in other yeah. words, I've I've built this part. You've got to pay me for it, and they're going to That's argue right. about yeah. who gets what and how much and why. Um, believing that um, yeah, the conventional management had uh, stifled innovation. Jobs in his first year returning as CEO laid off the general managers of all the business units in a single day, put the entire <laughs> company under one P and L, and combined the disparate disparate functional departments of the business unit into one functioning organization. The adoption of the function yeah, the functional structure may have been unsurprising. I should have read this before we were on air. <laughs> unsurprising for a company of Apple size at the time. What is surprising, in fact, re remarkable, is that Apple retains it today. Even though the company is nearly 40 times as large in terms of revenue and far more complex than it was in 1998, senior vice president, uh, our senior vice presidents are in charge of functions, not products, as was the case with jobs before him. CEO Tim Cook occupies the only position on the organizational chart where the design, engineering, operations, marketing, and retail of any of Apple's main products meet. In effect, Besides the CEO, the company operates with no conventional general managers, people who control an entire process from product development through sales and are judged accordingly to P&L yeah. uh, statements. That's yeah. right, yeah. That's right. So, yeah, cool. and it shows you, like, Jobs was a leader of his time because they're still yeah. doing it and it's so much bigger. That's right. It means it works too. Like, yes. you know, he was like, no, if we do it this way, it's going to work so much better. And the right people, not only that, the right people are getting the credit for what they do. Yes. You know, there, there's no little, you know, programmer in the back room not getting the acknowledgement for the coding he's done. Yeah. You know, like, it's all above board. Everyone gets treated that like this way and, and people are getting recognised. It means that there's so much room for movement, uh, so much room for development. And saying that, they're keeping these employees you know, yeah. happy. They're, they're keeping them on and they're staying there because they like their jobs. Yes. Yeah. And, and when it comes down to it, yeah, that's what's important. It's a, it's a great structure. Yeah, and so, they're keeping yeah. them for long periods of time. They're keeping the yeah, bosses exactly. there for long periods of time. Long periods of the other time. Yeah. yeah. Like, all the bosses there, have, you know, you hear but, them talk. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, of course. Yeah, the thirty, the thirty years I've been at Apple, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. Now here's a here's an unusual story for people to think <laughs> about. <laughs> Woman sues Apple over app gambling losses. Macwell reports she spent two and a half thousand pounds on in-app purchases over six months, and now blames. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No. Now, now blames Apple. <laughs> Pardon me. Viewed from a safe distance with an ocean in between the US justice system sometimes seems like a wonderful way to forgo personal responsibility and hold everyone else responsible for your own misery. It, in this, it differs 
diametrically from the US health system and which, again, for our point of view, it's completely your own fault if you get sick and nobody will take care of you unless you pay. Now, perhaps these are European prejudices, but whatever they are, they have been fueled by a new case reported by Apple Insider. A woman named Karen Workman. Yes, Karen, they start. <laughs> She's getting a hassle. Karen's getting a hassle over the world, isn't she? Oh, no. uh, is suing Apple after she made nearly two and a half thousand pounds in in-app purchases for the free-to-play iPhone game Jackpot Mania over a period of six months. Now, Apple prohibits gambling apps in the App Store, but the suit claims that Jackpot Mania has precisely that gambling character for which customers are supposed to be protected. The plaintiff says she began purchasing coins through the app so she could continue to play for a chance to win free coins that would enable her to enjoy the games for a longer period of time. The suit argues that a game in which you have the ability to win and therefore acquire more playing time falls under the gambling category. So we'll keep you informed about what happens about that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Pokemon. Yes. You have to pay to buy certain things in Pokemon. If you don't have, uh, like, you know, if you don't win these certain things in Pokemon, you need, but you do need to buy coins because there's certain things you can't get without purchasing them in the the Pokemon store. Therefore, yeah. is, that, is that gambling? No, but that's, that's using the coins to purchase something. But the gambling part is, and I'm not agreeing with it, but the gambling part is, I get to play longer if I've got more coins. Didn't she just pay to play longer? <laughs> she did. And that's exactly what I'm getting at. Apparently, you have to do the same thing in Pokemon. You have to pay to play longer. Like, if you want, you've got to buy, you know, more balls to catch Pokemon. And yeah. if you don't have more balls, you can't play. Yes, there is free ways to get them, but if you're wanting a certain amount, then you have to pay. Yeah. If you yeah. want to be the fastest, first one to the top, yeah. you've got to pay. Yep. The same the same as you do on Mount Everest, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be the first one up there, it's going to cost you extra money. Grand Theft Auto is the same. Most games, you know, you're, you're buying, you know, different skins and, and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Look, yeah, Karen. Um, <laughs> no offense, Mark, by the way. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> not you at all. Some extra info to end the show. Medical device uh, interference. iPhone contains magnets as well as components and radios that emit electromagnetic fields. These magnets, uh, electromagnetic fields, may interfere with medical devices such as pacemakers and defibrillators. 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 Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a funny word. Um, <laughs> though all iPhone 12 models contain more magnets than prior iPhone models, they're not expected to pose a greater risk of magnet interfering. Sorry, that's been my stop there. Yeah. Of magnet <laughs> interference to medical devices than prior iPhone models. Consultants, uh, consult your uh, physician and medical device manufacturer for information specifically to your medical device and whether you need to maintain a safe distance of uh, separation between your medical device and your iPhone. Uh, there may 
There are many types of medical devices, uh, and uh, manufacturers often provide recommendations on the safe use of their device around wireless or magnetic products to prevent poss um, possible interference if you suspect uh, iPhone is interfering with your medical device, stop using your iPhone. Yes. Now, uh, yes. I, I, th this is in the fine print in, you know, how to use your iPhone and stuff. It's in there. But when was the last time anyone read it? Yeah. So we're just bringing it to people's attention to be aware. And it applies yeah. for every, nearly every phone, I imagine. Yeah. That, um, yeah, you know, electromagnetic fields and and magnets. So yeah, just be aware. If you if you got a new phone and you're feeling a you have a pacemaker, for example, and you're feeling a bit off, stop using the phone and talk to your the manufacturer of the pacemaker or your doctor yeah. or whatever. Just be aware. Like, yeah. don't carry it in the pocket here. Yeah. Like little things like that. You know. <laughs> so yeah. So, anything else you'd want to bring up? Uh, there was something, but I can't remember, so I can save it for next week. That's fine. Okay. So, don't forget, we've got the show promotion, which is the show notes li link each week on your show upload. The link being? Uh, AussieMaxZone.com.au forward slash AMZ358. There you'll see oh, six weeks of show notes. Yeah. There you'll see six professional. There you'll see six weeks of show notes. Yes. Don't forget you can email Michael or Zahn at AussieMaxone.com.au. You can just search Aussie Maxone on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcard, whatever player you use. Remember um, to like us. Yes. We, we like you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, leave a review, leave one star, like just leave something, like tell your friends about it. <laughs> uh, I did post some stuff on uh, Aussie Maxone this week. At, at, sorry, on Apple News this week on the Aussie Maxone page. So just remember, you just look us up and hit the heart button. And thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners, our most important people. Absolutely. Over to Zahn for that magic sign off. I just remembered what it was. Uh, okay, go for <laughs> it. You want to talk? No, no. Uh, we have we talked about the when we updated everything like that. Have we talked about uh, Translate yet? Yeah, yeah. The Translate app. I don't think we have talked about it yet. So we'll, we'll save it for next we'll week because there's week. a lot. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. I know well, we mentioned it, but we yes, haven't we really talked about really it. Really got into it. I'd really like to get into it because it's actually really cool. Um, yes. right. <laughs> we'll, leave that there. we'll leave that for next week, guys. So remember, if you want to hear about the translate and everything like that, you're going to have to come back next week and check it out. Yes. All right. So, also, it's the end of the night. So, I guess I have to say, an apple a day keeps the androids away. See you later. Thank you. Thanks, guys.